Folks, welcome to today's podcast. I got my buddy Matt Duff, Major League Bow Hunter. Welcome. Thank you. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, you and Chipper are doing the Major League Bow Hunter mm -hmm. show, but, you know, former major leaguers. I'm an old minor league tennis player. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what it takes to be a great athlete and, yeah. you know, the work ethic and just getting your basics down. I mean, to be a major league ball player, you have to have great fundamentals. That's right. And then yeah. you have to turn it into a routine, and that's what separates you from the pack. That's right. That's right. When I went from my tennis stuff, and you went from baseball, and we came over to this whitetail sport, it's a humbling experience. Oh, absolutely. Especially when you're, when you're committed to bringing what you do to the viewer as entertainment. I mean, that's, to me, the big separator, where we both grew up hunting, and, you know, as Chipper did, too, but... That's really what Major League Bowhunter kind of started as was sort of the correlation between the Major League Baseball where you had your mental preparation, your physical preparation, you had your gear, your equipment, but then you had your strengths to say a hitter's weakness or let's say your yeah. opponent, you're playing this a big server or whatever right. it may be. Um, and we just took that into the whitetail world where is it early season, are they bachelored up? Are we hunting out west where we have an advantage where we can see? Uh, you know, just whatever scenarios those are. But what we found out real quick is that the foe of the white-tailed deer is a lot different than having that guy 60 feet from you with yeah. a bat in his hand because it can humble you quick. Yeah, and but, I just said, I've never been beat that bad in a sport. And I, you know, you're pretty yeah. good at that. Everything we did, we did pretty good. Yeah. But when I came into this sport, I was going, wow. I mean, I was hunting hard, I was hunting hours. But I never had my basics down. I didn't have a clue about the wind. But I didn't know, either. I it's had a man that was that. in our hunting club, and he would only hunt on Friday afternoons of the weekend. We might be down there all week. Right. He would come in, and he would get a deer every weekend. Here in Alabama, you could take a deer, right. you know, a deer a day. And he finally watched me, and I was struggling. I mean, I was walking the way. He said, come here. He said, you have no clue. I said, you go pick your stand out. He was talking about me. He said, right. you pick your stand out Friday night. How do you know when the wind's, wind's going to be? I said, I know, I'm just going there. He said, well, there's your problem. Right. If you ever notice, I don't ever pick my location until I get up the next morning. Right. So he took me kind of under he his wing. He knew it back then. Yeah, he knew it back then. And he, he was a stalk hunter. He didn't sit in tree stands. Really? So this guy's walking around and easing through the woods. And he showed me how to walk in the woods. He sounds right. simple. But I had no clue how to walk in the woods, right. in the wind direction. So once I started learning the fundamentals, then I started shooting some deer. But if, if he wouldn't have taken me under his wing, I'm right. still putting in a lot of hours. I ain't shot nothing. Right. Well, that's what I think TV's done. And you're one of the pioneers of outdoor TV is a lot, like you just said, you didn't know anything about the wind. I remember watching, you know, the real tree guys in, in Montana mm -hmm. and, and talking about, well, we can't go there this afternoon right. because of the wind. And I, I was thinking, all the deer coming out in the field, why would yeah. you go there? And right. didn't have a clue like you're talking about. And so I think... You know, sometimes we get in this industry and things get competitive amongst ourselves with the TV shows and you're trying to bring good entertainment and quality um, hunts and things. But some of the stuff that we take for granted is what you're talking about, oh, yeah. where you had a guy that showed you. And I learned, I mean, I had a dad that was a, a big turkey hunter. Mm -hmm. Deer, we deer hunting with a rifle. But, you know, when you start bow hunting for deer, I mean, there are a lot of aspects oh. that you have to know. And I, I mean, I'm thankful for all those shows that guys like yourself and Bill Jordan and mm -hmm. all those guys and Will Primos that came before yeah. and and figured all that stuff out whether you had a mentor that taught you but then you brought it to TV and so the casual hunter viewer could watch it 
and learn all that without admitting they didn't ever know, oh, know. You know, it's like the dad that watches football and couldn't right. have a clue what the rules are, yeah. but he watches and, you know, acts like he knows everything. You well, know? we learned a lot. And then, like I said, you know, I started out as a rifle hunter, you know, and finally got my basics down. And then yeah. when I came over in the bow world, it's like, whoa. Right. Now you're talking totally about different. condensing everything to a yeah. 30 yards That's right. in the wind direction and the stand locations and everything, then having to make the perfect shot right. with a stick. You know what right. I'm saying? And it's like you talk about humble. And then you start putting a camera guy right. in the same tree with you. So now you got double the noise, double the scent, right. the movement. Wow, right. I was sitting there going, no wonder nobody's done outdoor television for whitetail. <laughs> you can't well, shoot nothing. Yeah, well, and now with the technology, you've got different cameras that yep. can cover your your blind spot, so to speak, oh, yeah. with all these POVs, but people ask me a lot of times about, has the camera ever messed you up? You know, mm. or, or have you not shot a deer because of the camera? And this, this past year, I, I passed on a huge elk that was from me to you, dang near from right. me at full draw because I wasn't 100% certain Brandon yeah. Adams didn't have the shot. And I tell people that's part of it for me. Sure. And we're committed to bringing it to to the viewer, that's yep. and so I don't think about it as man. I'm just a hunter at heart, and I'm going to kill this or I'm yeah. going to shoot this. It's um, the camera is as much a part of it as me, oh, you know, closing and making the shot. And you're right. It's all about entertaining and educating the audience, and it's not right. about you getting the animal because if you don't have the animal on camera, that's you're right. not entertaining the audience. Right. And I, I told somebody the other day, I said, you know, all the years we've been doing it, I've only shot one off camera, and it was just because of the fog, and it was the last morning. So. Right. But mm -hmm. it is all about communication with your camera guy. But, you know, like I said, being a former professional it's still athlete, yeah, I mean, I've never seen a sport that was more humbling, besides maybe golf. Right. Well, <laughs> and so you take Chipper, here's a prime example. Yeah. Hall of Fame, Hall of just inducted in the Hall of Fame last year. Ever since I watched Chipper, grow, you know, as a, as a high school and college player watching him, he had success every year. He had a couple of injuries that yeah. set him back. But whenever he was healthy and on the field, he was successful, you know, at a very high level. And to see him, and we've talked about it, to see him go 20-something, 30 days in Kansas like he did yeah. last year, and where are the mature bucks or what, yeah. you know, do we step on? It's so frustrating because yeah. you can't control it like you can, you know, yep. getting in the cage and working harder or going yep. out with a, you know, with the ball machine yep. and just working until your hands bleed. You can't do that with no. hunting. No. The harder sometimes you go – the worst effect it has, you know, and, and can be a detriment. So, But it's still about fundamentals. Yeah. You get your basic fundamentals. Mm -hmm. And I always say this, one thing, win. Yeah. If you will get the win right, that's right. your chances go you. up that's 100%. Most the most important. But yeah. And that's it. You take a Hall of Famer and watch them, and then, hey, now he's getting his basics down in that, mm -hmm. and you can participate in this sport. They will yeah. still kick your rear end. That's right, absolutely. But it is a great sport, great fundamentals, yeah. and it's always challenging because – what can they teach you the next year? Right. That's what Never Chipper's enjoying about it. He, yeah. he would rather go and set up a farm and do all the things the rest of the year that lead up to that sure. shot sure. than the actual harvest. Yeah. I mean, he's enjoying the process, yeah. you know, because the actual getting that actual shot can sometimes take a while it or it doesn't happen time. at all. Yep. You know, you blow through Kansas and yep. sometimes it's not going and it can humble you pretty quick. But that's what makes it so special when you do finally connect. You can't buy that feeling nope. at a store. Learn and your fundamentals, right. and you can be successful. That's right. You the man. Thanks for being on the yeah, show. Yeah, man. Appreciate you having me. All right, me. folks. That does it for today's podcast.